Hello, it's the Hallway Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Brennan. With me, as always, my co-host. The man that Janelle's forgot rain. Ooh, that was ah. that was not that was not not as good as not as good an intro as last week. But I will put that down to Skype. We hate we all hate we all hate Skype. Um, it's late on a Sunday evening. Um, this will be going out just after we like finish. I'm going to try and get out, but it's late on a Sunday evening. Uh, I was calling to work late, so uh, if you're excused the tired voices of our of us both, it's been a long end of a long week, but it's nice to be back on. How are you, sir? I'm fine. I was gonna open with, by saying like a poem. I was gonna read out a poem, but I, I couldn't find a funny poem, so I did, didn't. Did you Google funny poems? I googled fancy poems because I think a fancy poem would be funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Elliot, so is that how is that how you've been spending your week? Yeah, I'm just uh, been watching stuff. So, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, how, how was your week, Ryan? Uh it was good. You know, I'm gonna sometimes we come on here and we're like it was shit, but uh, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, back in a routine. College started again. Um, and we played Jackbox at the end of it. Had a really good Jackbox session on Thursday. And uh, did it run 15k this week in total? So, um, did we do a Jackbox on this? No, we should never play Jackbox. You should, I'm never make playing Jackbox and making a public. Never, that is fair. Ever, Jackbox is, I don't get people who stream Jackbox because you should always play Jackbox with your friends and do all the inside jokes and leave your morals at the door for a few hours. And then never, never let it see the day, light of day ever. Um, but it's a great game. Um, we bought, we have Party Packs 1 to 6. My favorite's the uh, the social media one where you made the captions, or the there's a, there's a stand up comedy one, which is really good as well. But yeah, I've uh, ran 15K, which has been good for my mental health. Um, I've been str- like struggling on the last like minute of each one because it's a lot more, it's a, it's a drastic change from sitting on your arse all the time. But then, uh, yeah, and then last night, um, Irish Ireland's favorite son that we are that people like people think that we like, but we Irish, Irish people do not like him anymore. Conor McGregor lost, so it's been a really good week. How about you, Karen? I didn't see that fight. I didn't even know he was fighting. It seems like a fairly low key, uh, more more so than you'd think it would be. Uh, I, I didn't know. It, it it broke pay per view by records. Really? Uh, yeah, and he it's it's gone under the radar. He finds someone he he fought. He, years ago and then this guy has gotten a lot better and had a lot more experience and McGregor's kind of I just don't like that I we're gonna start I'm gonna start this I don't like this whole a lot of people are have the wool pulled over their eyes thinking he's a good guy because in a he donated a lot of money to charity over the lock over the corona and lockdown um and fair enough in a bubble fair enough if you donate a lot of money to like the hospitals and stuff that's very good but that man has a lot, a lot of money, and he, outside of that, he is a terrible, terrible person, and and he's someone has filed a lawsuit against him this week for abuse. We've seen him punch an old man. He's uh, been accused of um, a lot of sexual abuse, which we won't get into. But he's not a he's not a good person, and uh, he's he's known for being quite arrogant, and and that that comes with that comes with. He used to be Ireland's darling when he was like this kind of came from nothing to something and people were like oh yeah we can support this guy um but then he kind of the money got to his head and um it was just quite funny to see uh to see him getting knocked down the second round last night uh, this morning early this morning like six o'clock in the morning 
Um, but yeah, I just don't like. I someone made someone made the comparison, whether it's the whether it's whether it's a bit extreme, that Jimmy Savile was known for his charity work. Um, oh, and, and very. Extreme. It is. It 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 is extreme, but it's it 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 it's it's kind of in the same. It's in the same mold where it's like, yeah, you can. A lot of celebrities donate to charity, but it doesn't really. There's a lot of celebrities who have been cancelled or are not the nice people in the world who have donated to charity, and a lot of it is like tax write-offs and stuff like that. So I'd say like Connor's PR team donated to charity. I'd yeah. be surprised if he himself was the driving force behind the that. the McGregor promotions kind of thing. Donated 500k to Dustin Poirier, his opponent's charity. Whether I don't know what happened with the Irish hospitals or the football local football club. But there, if you know, uh, if you if you have this perception of Ireland that we're like we're like the Conor McGregor fanboys, Conor McGregor is not really liked in Ireland anymore because of his antics. He obviously threw a bus, threw a, flew to New York to throw a, a dolly through a window and injured a lot of people. Um, and he's just generally kind of gone out. The money has gotten to his head. Um, it wasn't a great, it was a great performance from the, his opponent and. Uh, um, I, I think they'll have their. He'll, he'll have plenty more fights. He's looking at the boxing as well, but uh, I, I don't. I don't want to touch on it too much because I don't touch on it a lot because it's uh, it, we're a wrestling podcast and Kieran and Kieran doesn't want to hear me blabbering on about MMA. But uh, yeah, but, fucking um, clue what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, McGregor is uh, just don't don't judge your book by its cover. Also goes for the uh, the negative side of it because. Um, some people aren't all they're made out to be, and I'm not being too strong with that because there's evidence of McGregor's uh, ignorance and poor behaviour. So um, I'm, ha- I'm I was very happy on. A lot of people were very happy that he got knocked out. Um, so, but yeah, uh, that's in long story short, Karen. I've had a good week. Sorry for going on for five minutes. I've had a good week, and I'm 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 a lot better than what I would be normally. Yeah. What about you? What about yeah. you? I had a solid week. I wouldn't say it was a great one or anything, but like just college school the whole fucking time. Just yeah. done with yeah. I'm done with that. I've been Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I started watching that. That's a banger of a show. That's getting me through these weeks now. I've realised. I love it. Yeah. Um. What if I, I I'm still I'm finishing up on the Office. It's kind of annoyed me that season eight and season nine have been carried by Dwight. Um. Not really that good. Uh. Since Michael left. Um few good episodes here and there but Dwight's the main one who's carrying it all um what's your favorite like storyline you know they'll do like a couple episodes focused on one thing what's your favorite one of them oh my favorite episode I just like the pranks but that's kind of copping out on your question what was my favorite storyline for uh, me I think Michael Scott paper company it's so fucking funny. oh yeah those few episodes where like Ryan looks like he's like just a drug addict with like the blonde hair, and he's like the shit, and he's been taken from like the bowling alley, and the guy and the and the Indian guy quits on them and stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, I like the episode when they convinced Dwight he's in the CIA. <laughs> when they when when they when they convinced Dwight he's in the CIA and he has a secret mission and he's on the roof at the last minute and they're like, you need to throw your phone off the roof. <laughs> and he. <laughs> Oh, the faxes from future Dwight as well. Um, fucking. Uh, what are the other ones? There's so many. Like, I'd love to. Like, it's it's, it's another show. Like, it's always sunny where I could go back to the start and I'd enjoy it. Um, one of the most rewatched shows ever, man. There's actually, like, actually, the, Flor- the Florida. I love the whole 
that might this is when Michael Scott left, so this is just a case in point of Dwight being great. Where they're going to where they go to Tallahassee to do the presentation and like Dwight, Saber. Y- yeah, and Dwight uh Dwight his uh his appendix uh pops. He pops his appendix and he comes back after like three hours, takes the drip out, comes back and like cause your man Pat Packer is gonna get the like assistant regional manager job or whatever. And hmm. Dwight comes back with like the drip and he's like so tired he's after having his appendix taken out it's just funniest thing ever um because he's doing this presentation that he hasn't seen and he's just saying all the wrong things <laughs> but uh no it's a great it's a great great show um but yeah i've been well, i've watched a good bit of wrestling this week um uh and i've enjoyed it uh there's been some really good stuff uh we'll get on to some news uh well, Chad Gable, he spoke out this week and he basically said Jason Jordan is trying to get back in the ring. Wouldn't that be fucking interesting if that had been? He said, uh, when asked about Jordan, the former Shorty G said, just speaking from a personal standpoint, he became one of my best friends throughout the process and still is. It's unfortunate what happened to him with his injury, but you never say never. He's working on it. He's trying to get back. And who knows? A reunion is always something I would never be again. Would you be up for an American offer reunion? Yeah, I don't mind it. It, it. There's actually a story in the news where, like, um, someone would uh, who was it who said they'd like Chad Gable to be in AEW, but that's like uh, that's another point that they someone someone said they they'd like to see Chad Gable. I, I, I'm a big fan of Chad Gable. I, I think he's very good. And the, the American Alpha reunion to win the belts would be it'd be a very fresh injection into the tag division. Mm. Um, that's bad. That's badly needed because they so refuse to unify the divisions and if they're not going to do that then we're going to get every year at Mania Kieran I feel like we get the same multi-man tag team matches we never get a good tag team story anymore heading into Mania a ladder match for one of the titles as well usually yeah never, we, I, I, a good tag team story is fantastic um, I think the last good one we had was probably Rollins and Ambrose around one day with Cesaro and Sheamus the only ones they ever do are the breakup ones, and it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, uh, sadly, yeah. But um, American Alpha—that that just proves, yeah, American Alpha would be a beautiful uh, addition into that tag division again. And um, speaking of tag teams, uh, Kieran Impact Wrestling this week oh. had a, a huge main event where AEW's private party were in the main in a number one contenders match against James Storm and Chris Saban. And in yes. the front row was Jerry Lynn and Tony Khan. And Matt Hardy was at ringside because he's managing fire private party. And your new number one contenders after a distraction from Jerry Lynn and Matt Hardy are private party. Private party will face the Good Brothers at uh the next impact pay per view for the belts. Huh. I don't don't mind this at all. It's a good really crossover. It's crossover stuff, aren't they? They are indeed. Um, it was quite interesting. They, they're still green, but a match with the Good Brothers could be very interesting. Um, Matt Hardy seems to be doing this money Matt Hardy thing again. Um, he's such a dogger. He's such a legend. And the, he was involved in a car crash this week. There was so I saw news there that we can get onto in a minute um, about Matt Hardy and a car cra- a car crash. I'll uh, I'll try and find. That. I have it on the have it up here on the uh, the document um but i have in front of me aw files to trademark too sweet as well that's an interesting development but um matt oh, hardy and the matt hardy and the car, 
Uh, I wonder. Uh, I do WWE have the trademark for that, or do they just have the trademark for the word? What What did they have a cease and desist with the Young Bucks over? That was too sweet, wasn't it? Was um, it must have been, yeah. So that'll be an interesting. Uh... Use the symbol, right? So it was the too sweet. I maybe it wasn't the name, but it was the thing because they called it the what the Turkish Wolf or something. They did. They never called it the too sweet. Oh, I've no, no idea. Um, I've no idea what they called it. I don't think they even called it anything. I think it was just something that they did. Uh, I'm gonna look my up my knowledge comes in handy. Yeah, I'm gonna look up my Hardy car crash because um, yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy, uh, six hours, this is today, Matt, Har- Matt Hardy's, uh, according to a recent Twitter post from Matt Hardy, um, they do, we started recently involved in the car accident, caused another driver uh, checking out a wrecked vehicle, accident went down during the journey home from Jacksonville with Car- Hardy encountering a car wreck 25 minutes away from his home, but as the car, as the star was in standstill traffic, a truck collided with Hardy's car at about 40 miles an hour, he was... Uh, due to the driver rubber necking the wreck in inverted commas, probably trying to avoid the crash. Uh, his, there's a photo here of his um, his back of his car looking pretty fucked up, but uh, apparently yeah. he is safe and healthy and okay, and that's great because um, he's doing some good stuff. Uh, again, private party over, and if they kind of uh, if they had to miss out on that for a week, it might hurt them. But uh, it's good to see that Hardy is fine. Uh, any other? What's the next news story? Uh, NXT have a few signings that we need to talk about, uh, and that that falls into um, falls into the, the dusty women's classic that is started. Uh, just a few. Taya Valkyrie has finished up with Impact Wrestling, and it seems she is on the way to WWE because John Morrison, her boyfriend, is also signed with WWE. Uh, she. Survivor? I was fucking. I started watching the new Survivor season. Well, not new, on TG Akara this week, and he fucking pops up on it. I was so surprised. I recognized his ad. Johnny TG. So- Johnny TG Akara. Yeah. Um, like, I was uh, so. Anyway, sorry. Go. Go on. Yeah, but um, Taya Valkyrie. Uh, she basically was written off by she admitted to killing Johnny Bra. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> There was a storyline where Johnny Bravo, uh, former referee, got shot, and they were trying to find out who it was. And Tommy Dreamer was like investigating. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to explain the storyline. And basically, <laughs> and and the funniest thing was that she got written off. Um, and someone, one of the dirt sheets, reported with the headline: "Taya Valkyrie on her way to WWE after convicted murder <laughs> on Impact." And I was like, Jesus, lads, be careful. It's <laughs> like. Fucking hell! Beca- like, yeah, yeah the only way she, she got out of her contract by killing someone. But um, yeah, she's a very good women's wrestler, a uh, very good character. Uh, she her, her contract expired in December, and she decided to stay till Hard to Kill. Um, she was the Knockouts champion so many times. Uh, she kind of carried the division for a while, and it's likely that she'll be on her way to WWE. Another uh, another good addition to WWE's women's roster. Um, she's yeah, she's a good wrestler. Um, uh, so I wouldn't be complaining if she showed up in NXT or the main roster, because uh, Morrison probably has that pull to get her to the main roster. I don't know if he would, but like maybe he would want her in. If the Miz and the Morrison thing ends, then they might want to put them together. 
Uh, speaking of NXT signings, that's a perfect segue. Um, WWE signs Priscilla Kelly, Lacey Ryan, and Alea Bla- Elena Black. Uh, Priscilla Kelly is the most notable name popping out on that screen. She is a uh, indie wrestler who done who has done a lot of. Um, she was in the news. Do you remember? Do you remember she was in the news a few years ago for the a year ago because she used a tampon in a match. Um, no. There was there was a controversy about that about Joey. I think it was one of the um the spring break shows or one of the uh one of the oh. gimmick shows. But she was kind of um she did one of them. That controversial. Kind of, uh, it was kind of just like people thought it was, you know, wrestling fans. But she's a fantastic wrestler. People for like people forget that because she does a lot of the gimmick matches. But she's a uh, Kelly uh, Priscilla Kelly will go by Gigi Dolan and Black will be called Cora Jade. And Priscilla Kelly is already in the Dusty Classic, and they'll team the two new signings are going to team together. Uh, so be, if they got that, that'd be a big way to put them over. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they might have already fought and lost, but I'll, I'll have to check that. I didn't watch it. a lot of. Sh- There's an interesting thing with Two Hundred Five Live, Karen, uh, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Two Hundred Five Live are getting a lot of the matches. Um, Priscilla Kelly previously competed in the May Young Classic and was defeated by Diana Perazzo in the first round. Current Impact Champion. Impact uh, Women's Champion, um, Lacey Ryan, an eight-year veteran, and Elena Black uh, has been wrestling on the scene for GCW and Warrior Wrestling and has been competing on AEW Dark. So, WWE getting a lot of good new signings. Uh, just to, This Dusty Classic is just a flex on AEW uh, to uh, show how good their women's division is. And then uh, AEW responded, Kieran, by announcing a tournament um, on Dynamite. They announced a uh, women's tournament which it seems like, due to the presence of a Japanese flag, that half of it will take place uh, in Japan and half will take place in um, uh, will take place in on AEW. Um, how do you feel about what 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 do you, what do you think about this? Because there's could be some interesting women if it's the um, if it's the uh, Japanese side. You could get some here. I have I have the article up now. Uh, so it's a 16-woman tournament. So obviously, we all know AEW's biggest Achilles heel is their women's division. Um, so they would have to get in some outside help. Um, how, how, what would obviously, Kieran? I, I'd say this would be a good tournament to try and get people introduced to some new wrestlers. That could be something fresh that people could look forward to. Um, what was your question? I'm just wondering what would like would that interest you if you got to see some like new talent and like see some different. Like see I mean, something like from from the other side because NXT is so is so winning the women's women's war, the unofficial women's war, like by a country mile, and it'd be good to see uh, AEW snap back if they hold a good tournament. If I heard good things about it, I might because I I do everyone loves a good tournament, but like if if I have to fucking watch like half a New Japan show or something and then half an AEW show, that would kind of put me off. I don't why why is it half in Japan? What do people think that means? Uh, it's I I don't know. Well, the Japan there hasn't been an crossover. So uh, there will there will be crossover. The Japan flag is too prominent in the graphic for it not yeah. to be. Uh, and they don't have enough women on the other side. Let's just face facts. Um, but yeah. Uh, listen, if it works out, it'll be a very uh very good coup for AEW. Uh, Kieran, we're gonna talk Undertaker. Uh, cause the man was on Joe Rogan. Um, he didn't think. What? That's so weird. The Undertaker's just a guest star on a fucking podcast. Yeah, maybe we'll get him on here. Um, 
But uh, yeah, he um, he uh, he he lives in Texas. Joe Rogan lives in Texas. Um, so does Elon Musk. It's um, very popular for celebrities now. There, a lot of celebrities are moving to te- Texas because of the taxes. There's not as much tax in, in Texas. Um, but uh, yeah, so breaking the fourth wall again. Mark Calloway uh, was on. Joe Rogan has been public and not in not being a WWE fan, but one of one of his co-hosts was. Um, and um, Sticking Wallet, he, he said. Well, in what? In what? What do you mean? Like in public, is in like he's like, oh, it's big bullshit, or public is in he's just like, oh, I'm oh, he's just like, I don't watch it, and I, I, I haven't had any interest in it. But um, Joe Rogan is very to himself. He's very opinionated, and uh, yeah. So the main point from this Undertaker podcast was that he finds the action tough to watch because it's kind of soft these days. Uh, after being asked, can he enjoy W's current product as a fan? He said, I try. It's tough right now for me because the product has changed so much and it's kind of soft, you know. Uh, and uh, Rogan, a question if you get in trouble. Uh, Undertaker said, probably. I'll piss off a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. But to the young guys, oh, he's a bitter old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I'm good. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is a little soft. There's guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty and not enough substance. Kieran, what do you think? I think he, well, to be fair, Undertaker has, let's just face facts, Undertaker has definitely been contacted by Vince for many of this year. Uh, there was a report coming out from a reliable source that said John Cena, Goldberg, and The Undertaker have all been contacted about returning for uh, WrestleMania because clearly Vince does not uh, trust the current product. And that's sad. But Kieran, uh, what do you think? That's unfair. I, I think it's more just that, you know, there's no fucking crowd, so you got to do something. Although apparently, I think they're hoping to have. 25,000 people in. Um, I I still think Undertaker might show up more in just like a, a guest, like cameo role, but who knows? Um, I don't know. If he means like physically, it's not as hard. I'd agree with that. Watching some stuff from the 80s, I guess 90s or whatever as well. The 80s and 90s stuff, like that shit looks like it fucking hurts. There, there's a reason people believe the wrestling was 100%. Um, in kayfabe in real life all the time and it's because that shit looked like it really hurts um yeah i watched the, i think it's fair I, to I, say I, a lot of it now kind of looks it doesn't look like it's easy to take a bump but it looks easier in comparison to what they used to do yeah it's changed um i watched the 1992 95 and 2000 rumbles on zoom last night and uh yeah that's some of that shit was some of that shit people would shoot on each other uh that's for sure uh, if they didn't like someone, they went in and went stiff. Uh, it also featured the amazing moment of uh, Kai and one of the guys from Kai and Ty going over the top rope and dislocating his shoulder, and Jerry Lawler asking for the replay to be played over and over and over and over and over again. When this guy clearly fell flat on his face and dislocated, popped his shoulder out. Um, but yeah, those three rumbles are really good, and you, you are putting them on right now on a road, but uh. Yeah, uh, I don't know what Undertaker. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be honest. Um, uh, let's like he's 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 cut from a different cloth, as they say. He's back back in the day. Uh, they wouldn't really be doing a lot a lot of the stuff that they're doing now. Uh, what Undertaker's been doing for the last like half decade? Like, is it that much fucking different? Than what's on the rest of the cards? Yeah, I don't know why he's. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he should be burying the. Uh, be burying the um the company the 
to wrestlers like that, but he's Mark Calloway and he can do what he wants. And um, if Ricochet wants to go up to him or Xavier Woods has responded, if Xavier Woods wants to go up to him, then fair play to him. But like, I wouldn't read or you'd be expecting a sorry. I think McIntyre said something else. Yes, he did. We'll get on to him as well. But Xavier Woods, if I can find it, um, responded by, where are we? I think he, we'll go back to page one of the news. Uh, it's been a it's been a busy news week because uh, everything uh, everything around Rumble always gets manic, uh, yeah. like it just goes crazy. Drew McIntyre responds to Undertaker calling WWE soft. Uh, a rebuttal. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, that's a strong word. Uh, watch him just say he's right. Uh, he <laughs> speaking with Sports Kita, McIntyre disagreed with the assessment, um, and then he tried to interpret what Undertaker may have meant. So he says, uh, I don't agree with whatsoever, apart, um, especially from an in-ring perspective. I've listened to part, part of it. I've got I've got to listen to the whole thing. It's pretty new. Um, I, I think he means I've not got to listen. Uh, but I think he may have been referring to like the kind of storylines and characters, like the co-host that was on the show was a fan from the Attitude Era. And I think they're perhaps referring to the some of the outlandish storylines. Back in the day, they were more sexual-based, more like Risque 18+. Our current product is PG. There's only so far we can push it and we're willing to push it. There's certain things from back in the day that were awesome and there's certain things that were not awesome that I wouldn't want to go back to. So I'm not sure if it was like more from that perspective when it comes to stories and not being as an adult base as it used to be. But I think you know we're, I think you know we're walking good, a good line right now. But when it comes to the in-ring game, that's just not true at all. It's never been more physical. Interesting. Yeah. They, yeah they, they, it, it doesn't, I don't know. I I feel like such an idiot. It does not. It's not saying it doesn't look as physical, but it looks like the way the the way they're able to move their bodies, they don't look human anymore. So it doesn't look like it hurts as much. No. How do yeah. I phrase screen? Help me before I get someone in my DMs telling me I'm a fucking moron. Well, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I think wrestling isn't real and doesn't hurt. Um, no. I think the, the the stuff these people are doing right now looks so inhuman and so superhuman that it's not able to affect how I view it mentally in the same way the stuff from 80s and 90s did because that stuff was more basic and therefore I can relate to that pain a bit more, if that makes sense. You like the more shoot style. Well, it's more... I. I I, I can I know what it feels to be punched in the face more than I do how it feels to get a super kick, you know, or get like or like get double backflip through a table or something. <laughs> yeah. We can we can change that um, after the pandemic. <laughs> uh, I I would be happy to oblige, but yeah, I understand what you mean. I mean, listen, Dan Barry said this on episode five of our podcast back in the day. Kieran, wrestling is like chocolate. Some people like wrestling is like ice cream jesus wrestling is like ice cream some people like chocolate some people like vanilla some people like strawberry um so listen everyone's gonna have their opinions but it's there's something in there for everybody and if you don't like it you can just turn off the tv yeah oh no don't because i don't want these things to get cancelled so keep yeah. it on just, you know, but anyway Mar- uh kieran india india India. Super, superstar spectacle. Two, 
Two inactive wrestlers return at the Superstar Spectacle tapings. Spoiler warning, Kieran, do we want to discuss this? I think we do. I really don't care about the results. I'm probably not going to watch the show, so yeah, feel free. No, okay. We'll give you a 10-second spoiler warning if you care about the show. It's obviously their inroad into the uh, market of um, India, uh, which, will end, which, will end with, which will end with Jinder Mahal winning the Rumble. Um, okay. The main event had Jin... Ma- Drew McIntyre and in the share remember those guys they haven't been seen since they ruined the Keith Lee winning the belt um, to against Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood boys the returning Jinder Mahal uh, okay great um, Jinder's back and if he wins the Rumble I, I just love to see Jinder win the Rumble just to see Twitter oh oh I, no. I mean, I mean the fact that he's in the ring with Drew, they're, oh my god, they're actually going to do it. Even if they don't, oh my god, but like the Ross, I don't think the Ross, I think Daniel Bryan's on the Rumble, so if they're making a, oh, if they do Jinder versus Drew Mania, fucking hell. Actually do it, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the SmackDown side. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, I'll be happy with that, and then a few other good matches, a bit of Cesaro, but in Nakamura. Give me the one match that turns Twitter into a cesspit. Ah oh, man, three MB reunion, you know. Go, go full in. Bring Slater back. Fuck it. Slater's contract in Impact and also as a hernia. So sadly, fuck is a hernia. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Impact wouldn't mind getting their name out there a bit more. Uh, you're doing that already. Uh, yeah. okay. Uh, what else we've been rambling on a little bit? Uh, why Alistair Black was pulled from TV? That might be an interesting, uh. An interesting final news story, or quite close to the final news story, and then we can go into Decina and Goldberg stuff. Uh, there's a report about them about Mania, but uh, the reason why Alistair Black was pulled from WTV was revealed, according to Mike Johnson, who's one of the most reliable sources out there of PW Insider. Black was deliberately pulled from TV as WWE wanted to give him a big dramatic debut on SmackDown. Those plans have yet to come to fruition. I told he was probably pulled from television so he could come back and have a big dramatic debut. But that was probably before it, the problems with his wife Zelina, and that might lead to them saying, "Let let the waters calm a bit." Uh, if W still plans to introduce him with a dramatic debut, uh, is currently on loan. Uh, Black reportedly feels that the company has forgotten about him, and he he wanted to go back to NXT, which has been denied. Uh, go back to NXT, it's crazy. Yeah, Kieran, are you are you a fan of Alistair Black? And I would you like to see him come back and kind of. Do I'd like to see him come back and black mass the shit out of everyone and have a big run into Mania, but you know what I mean? Spooky characters. Maybe keep him on Raw so he doesn't feel weird with The Fiend on the same show, but like, go for it, I guess. I, I don't have any problems with him. I'm not his biggest fan, but he's, he's had some good matches. His tag team with Ricochet was weirdly good in retrospect. No, yeah. it felt so odd at the time. Yeah, uh, let's just hope uh, the Zelina stuff is... But WWE will hold grudges uh they always do but let's hope uh, it doesn't affect alistair black too much and if if yeah, it does let's hope we see tommy end back on the indies um right finally report john cena and goldberg nearly locks for wrestlemania 37 <sighs> w announced uh that wrestlemania 37 will be a two-night event on april 10th and 11th at raymond james stadium blah 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 uh wrestle votes who are a good reliable source recently reported w believes that they need four major matches on the card two on each night with that in mind john cena and goldberg are nearly locks while the undertaker's involvement is tbd 
They tweeted, once the decision was made to run the two-night mania, the creative team started working on bigger ideas. They need four major matches, two per show. That requires outside assistance from the big names. Cena and Goldberg nearly locks. Rock unlikely and Taker to be decided. I think the Rock will be at the Mania Goes Hollywood, personally. But Kieran, okay, John Cena, what would you like to see him do? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him have another interaction with The Fiend, given how that ended. Because um, mm. I want him to come back and be damaged and scarred or do something. Because he's a fucking actor. Let him act, please. He doesn't need to just be John Cena again. Or um, John. Or John. John Cena, it would draw more attention than good John Cena again, you know? Yeah, John and Drew. I mean, I'm just trying out there, John and Drew. I mean, yeah, that, okay, that could be fun. Um, yeah. what Goldberg? I just don't want him anywhere near it, to be honest. Um, <sighs> put him on the put on the t- Brock at all as well. Um, fucking. Oh, there might be a Kieran. There actually, there, there actually might be a problem not just with Brock but with W in general that Joe Biden might be introducing stricter lockdown, uh, and that people in Canada might struggle because of it. Um, Canada, because we travel in between different countries. Uh, the, I mean, if, if Joe Biden introduced a stricter lockdown, then the people living in Canada might struggle, which probably might real Brock out. But I'd love to see Brock. I'd oh, I'd love to see Brock versus Brock versus Kevin Owens. Brock versus Brock versus Cena. I mean, I wouldn't be complaining with Brock. They're not going to do Brock versus Cena, but I'm just saying Brock Brock does draw uh, as much as people hate him. This might sound fucking stupid for a wrestling podcast host to say, but if fucking Biden does decide, hey, wrestling is an essential service or whatever, and closes it down, that's probably for the best, considering just how many people have gotten it from. Um, just being a re- fucking around wrestling, but you know. Mor- morally, it's correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, but morally and wrestling don't go in the same sense. But anyway, uh, Kieran Taker so, comes Take- back. That that would be a fucking embarrassment. He just fucking retired. It hasn't even been a fucking year. Yeah. You know? I don't do that. That would no. that would just be sad to me. That would scream desperation. I don't know. He doesn't I need really, it. You really don't want to see him back. He doesn't yeah. need it. I hope his wife has got her, I hope his wife is wearing the pants in the family now and has told him to sit the fuck down and don't go back to wrestling. Um for his own sake, for his own good and like his own like legacy. Uh, his legacy is too good to be ruined, but he's doing. He he did a very good job to try at the end. And this is like best match in a while, you know. So just leave it. Yeah. Uh, and okay, so we get into weekly wrestling. Hey. Uh, again, week number two of. Uh, oh wait, yeah, uh, Kieran, did you see Randy Orton's mask? I did. What the fuck was that? Why was he wearing it? Like, why did it look like that? Cause he was burnt, cause he was burnt by uh, uh, oh, this came on like straight after a video package celebrating the legacy of Martin Luther King, and he came on and he was like wearing a mask. That Kieran, I said this this week, and I'm not the mo- I'm not, I'm not a film buff, uh, as you know. It looked like you know when Deadpool had like the mask in the early stages, it looked like that, like you know when he like was like trying out masks or trying out the look. It looked sure, yeah. Yeah, and then he had really bad makeup that, like, they made his nose, like, purple, which a nose never goes. I've broken my nose. It doesn't go purple. Um, It goes... It did your, break your nose. Your, your, funny. Your, eyes go, your eyes go black. You don't go purple. Um, but he, and, did, he burned his nose, so it's, bur- it's going to look like a burn wound, right? Oh, uh, but it's not... Burns not, like purple. 
but it was a terrible makeup job. And then he said that his compassion is now gone, and he's entering he's the men. What? Didn't Randy Orton have fucking compassion? No, I don't That's know. A vital character trait. And then he said he would not stop him from winning his third men's Royal Rumble match. Um, Randy Orton in that mask is just going to look like it's just going to look like a penis. Um, when, are, okay. when are they going to take it off, I wonder? Is that going to be a big spot at the Rumble? Going to take it off and it's just going to be... No one wears a mask in wrestling and there's not like a take it off spot. Yeah, they're going to take it off and it's going to have like, it's going to look horrible. Maybe uh, they're trying to do... Um, remember when Cody Rhodes had the mask? Yeah, like oh, mask. yeah, and he put bags on people's heads. That was funny. Uh, to... Sorry, what? Maybe they're trying to go like down that route or something. I don't know. Yeah, you're trying to apply like logic that might like twist it in a good way, but no, I don't think so, Kieran. <laughs> it's probably WDR uh, probably just like yeah. They, I don't know. I don't know who Randy Orton. You can you can say no to shit. Like you're 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 in that kind of bracket where you can have your own bit of creative freedom. I feel like this is his idea. Yeah, it one sounds, of the be- sounds like a Randy Orton idea. Yeah. One of the be- uh, another highlight from SmackDown. I'm not going through it all. Uh, best one of the best matches of the week here in AJ Styles versus Ricochet. I'm sure you've seen the clips of the Styles Clash. Yes, that was fucking ah ah. <laughs> that was a really good match. That was really fun. Uh, um, fantastic match. Um, and um, it meant Ricochet would miss out on the Royal Rumble, which is obviously a storyline. I don't know. Like he's he hasn't done anything in so long. So it is. He got a decent push for a while, like a sustained mid-card push, Ricochet. And it just kind of fell away when Heyman yeah, left. Uh, his antics outside the ring at the moment, of, like, uh, inside the ring, very, very good, but the fact that he's holding parties and hanging out with questionable people is, uh, isn't is exactly going to help his cause. Um, but, you know, uh, he's not at that whole Kogan stature where you're going to be protected at all costs. If yeah. the, um, but anyway... Uh, Demiz and Morrison had Gilbert and Drew McIntyre. Just a, a yeah, Drew McIntyre. That was fun. I like Gilbert. I like that he shows up in every like you know anytime Goldberg is back, you know you're getting Gilbert. Gilbert <laughs> two months after a heart attack was wow. on Raw. Poor guy. Um, not uh, he's having a good time. I like. I saw you with him, and he was like, "I just want to make people happy," and I'm like, "Oh, Gilbert." Yeah, thank God, thank God the sparklers didn't uh, didn't set his cardiac arrest into overflow. But no one's ever been sad. No one's ever been annoyed by Gilbert. You know, mm. he's just a positive guy. They had a really cringy segment where they had like a big fat guy come out and pretend to be Drew McIntyre uh, in like kilt and stuff, and it was just terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, just more Miz and Morrison crap. Um, and Miz said, um, "I'm gonna make this." I'm going to end Royal Rumble as the champion. So he's threatening to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase that he got back. Didn't he cash well, it in a couple he months did, ago? But, he did, but he was giving it back because Morrison cashed it in for him. <sighs> so yeah, um, if that happens, then I will. If Goldberg wins the belt and Miz cashes in on him, that's the only way I could tolerate it. And I wouldn't even tolerate it. It's just by the stand. Um, Kieran. After Mania. Did you, yeah. Kieran, did you see the stomp heard round the world? No, the Matt, this Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley segment. Ooh, no, I don't really focus on. Bobby so Lashley. Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley had a segment backstage where Matt Riddle, uh, Bobby Lashley, stamped on Matt Riddle's foot, but okay. he clearly 
stamped on the ground two feet away from Matt Riddle's foot. And Matt Riddle went down holding his foot. And then had, in, in their six-man tag with the Luch House Party against the Hurt Business, he had the wrong foot taped. But it was so <laughs> obvious that he hadn't stamped on his foot. He literally stamped on the ground, miles away from his foot, and Riddle fell. I don't know, man. Maybe it was just like the vibrations in the ground hurt him, you know? Oh, it is. And then Alexa Bliss beat Asuka by pinfall in the main event. um, And that's probably setting up a title match. Uh, They had a playground segment beforehand uh, earlier in the night. And uh, uh, Bliss uh, won with Sister Abigail. And then, oh, wait, she switched into like a witch persona or whatever, Sister Abigail persona. And then switched back to her smiling persona after the match. Editing. Uh, Raw cool. was bad, um, apart from Ricochet and AJ Styles, and possibly Alexa Bliss and Asuka. But SmackDown, Kieran, I want to talk about SmackDown before we talk about the Wednesday Night War because Kieran SmackDown just continues to build fantastic stuff. Um, just really, really good. Uh, your stuff from last week that was brilliant. Yeah. Really- so, so uh, SmackDown opened with uh, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the ring, and and. Rain said, while uh, Owens and Pierce have done him over, he's a champion because he doesn't believe in the mentality of cards subject to chains. change. He said his back is starting to hurt from carrying the company. Pierce said, Pierce, Pierce came out and said, things are getting out of control. Um, uh, Heyman basically challenged Pop, uh, Pierce to a match, which was interesting because he said he's from New York and he people think he might just be an advocate, but he will kick Pierce's ass. And he said he's going to challenge him to a match. It was also announced that um, Roman Reigns had pulled some strings and had Kevin Owens banned from the arena. Um, don't know what was that. Um, maybe that'll come back to bite him. Ooh. Um, pretty, av- pretty average um, Billy Kay kind of uh, segment with the Riot Squad. But then we had, Kieran, we had Daniel Bryan out there in a suit talking about uh, the Royal Rumble. And... Uh, he was eventually he was interrupted by Cesaro, uh, who bragged about beating Daniel Bryan and said, "Why is he? Why do? You, why are you talking about the Rumble when you can't even beat me?" And then Cesaro, literally, this was cool, Karen. Cesaro, Bryan was like, "If, like, let's get, let's like have another match." And Cesaro was like, "No, I want to have an open challenge to someone who I haven't beaten already." Uh, and just like cast Daniel Bryan aside, and it was answered by Dolph Ziggler, the one half of the tag champs, and uh, he basically. Dolph Ziggler's same brother now, which is just weird. Um, and uh, they had a match. And listen, Ziggler and Cesaro. He's Ziggler. still a wrestler. Yeah, but he's a good wrestler. Like he's he's a he's an annoying character. Uh, his brother's actually debuting on AEW TV this week. Uh, really? Ryan Ryan Nemeth. Not WWE. No, the hunk Ryan Nemeth against Hangman Page this week. Um, but Cesaro and Ziggler, as you'd expect, Kieran, fantastic match. And Cesaro won. Cesaro caught him in the neutralizer midair, uh, and won with the new like Cesaro. This Kieran, this Cesaro push is very nice. Yeah, it's people have been asking for a solo Cesaro push for a long time to the point where they stopped asking for it because it was so unrealistic. So I don't know, maybe grab the brass ring behind the scenes or some shit. Yeah, sure. grab the, grab grab the brass brass ring behind the the, the glass ceiling, brother. Um, but uh, yeah, Kieran. As as the rumble gets closer, we're we're manifesting this Daniel Bryan rumble win into like fruition. Do you think it's gonna happen? 
Well, who else is there? Who who are the big names? So who, Roman's champion. Everyone thought it was going to be him versus Big E, though, right? Big E could be a double champ. Yeah. They're doing loads of them. Recently. Yeah, um, but man, I think if it, if he's going out on his, I think this Roman stuff has to continue for a long time. And if he be if Roman beats Daniel Bryan at Mania, that's huge. Like that's, it's big. It's big. And 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 Daniel Bryan could play the foil for this perfectly. Paul Heyman's doing some great work on talking smack. Mm. They're going to pull something out of so far left field that it's going to really annoy us, and I'm really scared uh, for next week. Uh, next week's episode, by the way, is going to be a Royal Rumble prediction and kind of we love the Royal Rumble show with a uh, guest of the show and also a member of Pro- Project Dits from the Worst Wrestling Podcast, Damien. Um, so we're going to get that uh, out to you guys on Sunday before the Rumble um, to replace the weekly episode. We're going to ignore what happened because there's not much happening. There's no... It's it's the rumble. We gotta focus on the rumble. But uh yeah, Kieran, I'm just I really want to see Daniel Bryan win this. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, I'd be up for this. I'm just I cannot um, oh, if this is his last run actually having him win the rumble, that would be kind of thematically appropriate. That would suit his whole career point. It's such a like even though he's never won one, the rumble is such like a important part of his career and WrestleMania thirty, you know. Yeah, so but, uh, it would it would fill me. I just can't believe it, you know. Yeah, but twice at this stage with like false rumble hopes for him. Yeah, WR gonna run first. Uh, but yeah, next up, which was a surprise, the surprise of the night, where Sasha Banks got to face off against um Carmella's assistant Reginald. Um, WWE never really do intergender matches, but this was fantastic. Your man Reginald was really good. Mm. Uh, um. Sat, um, Carmella sat at ringside um, and uh, he uh, she won with the bank statement but like he did a decent job in the ring and like W doing intergender stuff if they, that opens the door it probably won't but um, pretty cool something different it won't much because I don't know it, it's men and men fighting women or whatever is fairly it's, it's pretty taboo I don't know I can understand why they don't want to do it even if like it, it's is it fine? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I uh, yeah, I don't know. And I probably that that's a rabbit hole we don't want to get down tonight. <laughs> um but uh so basically throughout the whole night, Sami Zayn had a uh, came out and chained himself to the railing. Uh so up until this point he was chained to the railing with a camera crew looking at him and he had like injustice signs on uh like a poster board or whatever. Um so Sami Zayn is doing some great work, uh, as per usual. Uh but Biggie uh, versus Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title. Two lads at the top of their game. Fantastic match. Uh, but Sami Zayn had uncuffed himself and hit both men with halluva kicks and caused a no contest and started just screaming, this is my title, I'm the champion, this is an injustice. If this leads to a triple threat at a, at the Rumble, Sami Zayn triple threats uh, have been fantastic. And Sami Zayn, Big E and Apollo are doing fantastic work. And I will not complain, Kieran. Uh, what do you think about this? And Apollo Crews' new edge and having that like interaction with Roman last week. I love it. Yeah, this is... Yeah, I, I like Apollo Crews getting personality. It happens every now and then, apparently. <laughs> it's never like sustained, but hey. Um, and I really hope Sami Zayn keeps the title at least until Mania. Because he's fucking great, and I want him to have a big mania moment. Because he, he's had one or two, um, but nothing crazy major yet, you know. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's doing 
I like it. I like it. Another thing that I like about SmackDown. And this this was an interesting Kieran because um, obviously Bailey had her new segment Ding Dong Hello, which was terrible. Okay. Uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, this uh, this was the obstacle course, Kieran, and uh, it was. It wasn't. It's it's very very. Very like it's basically NXT from 2010. It is the obstacle course, but um, it did have a moment where like. It did get Bianca Belair over as this person who was like, like super athlete, and like really put her over as something like maybe she can win the rumble. I my pick is Rhea Ripley, but I think she'll get. I think I think Bianca Belair will get very very close because she did last year. She she holds a record for the elimination. I yeah, think. she does. But but basically, Bailey set a time of one minute twelve, and uh, Bianca Belair then just like she Bailey cheated, but then Bianca Belair like just destroyed the obstacle course and then instead of carrying Chad Gable who was out there to help she deadlifted Otis and deadlifted Otis and ran a bit with him and then um, I'm fucking strange and then won with the throwing the ball into the basketball hoop and then Bailey threw the basketball at her and then beat her up and that was um, and then threw the basketball hoop on her so yeah schmoz, schmoz at the end but uh, for what it was Bianca Belair is over as a like a legit athlete and um you don't really get a lot of when when someone like that. It's like that. It's not. It's nowhere near the level. Well, like Brock Lesnar came to WWE and he was like this collegiate wrestler in UFC. It's just someone different. And if Bianca Belair just sets her apart, um, then yeah. Uh, then we had King Corbin and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, Dominic kind of fell off. He's fallen off the radar since. Well, the start of that was great, but well, they've taken know. him back. They've taken him back a bit because they're obviously training him in NXT. They've strapped the rocket to him, but now maybe just... Um, I have a feeling when, when we do our Mania bookings, I have a serious feeling that Dominic and Ray are going to win the tag belts around Mania time. Um, I think that's going to happen. Um, but then we had Adam Pearce, what was meant to be Adam Pearce and Paul Heyman. Um, Adam Pearce, uh, as Heyman made his way to the ring, he pretended to be injured. He uh, then said, oh, I'll name a replacement. And Roman Reigns came to the ring. So Rome, it's turned into Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce. Which was kind of obvious, but... Uh, of course, we're, we weren't actually going to see a Paul Heyman match. No, we weren't. Uh, I think he did that before when he, uh, when he was with Axel and... Um, he had a handicap match against... Was it Triple H? Or was it well, CM Punk? The thing with Triple H. It was CM Punk, I think. Was it Punk? Okay, huh. I, oh, I was, oh, 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 it was Ryback and Punk at, at Hell in a Cell. Well, that sounds like a dream match right there. Yeah, Ryback's, Ryback's weird. But, um, so then, uh, so Pierce was getting destroyed around, like, the LED boards, and uh, and Adam Pierce, uh, and then someone in a, in a hood, I wonder who that is, came out of nowhere and saved Pierce from being, like, destroyed through the tables. It's Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And if the crowd was here, it would have gone mental. Uh, Kevin Owens Kevin Owens just destroyed Roman battered him around I thought there was going to be a comeback coming but Kevin Owens just destroyed him um, uh, he blocked he did this was so cool Roman went for a Superman punch blocked Owens blocked it into a stunner and they tried to keep him apart but then KO hit him with another stunner and Roman sold, sold it like catapulted into the barricade and then KO pulled him into him and hit a pop-up powerbomb through the table that didn't have anything cleared off. It just pop a powerbomb Roman through the table and stood tall. 
fantastic. Just makes makes Owens look legit, uh, which he didn't. He didn't need to be made look legit, but this kind of will like plant the seed of doubt in Roman's mind again, heading into the last man standing match. But I think I think we'll steal the show personally. Uh, what more? What what haven't we said about this feud, Kieran? It's just fantastic, and it continues to be. And I, last man standing at the Rumble, Karen, you got You got to love that. That's that Roman did that before, right? Who was it against? Uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah. Last last year, last year's Rumble, which was which was good. A surprisingly solid match. Yeah, everyone thought it would be shy, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's a bit of a Rumble, not tradition, but I, I'd like it. I'd like that for his gimmick match or something. That's the one he always busts out. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Fantastic. Uh, you'd never think SmackDown and Raw are written by the same team. Um, we'll say that every week until it changes. Uh, but yeah, okay. AEW. Uh, highlights. The opening match was the highlight. It wasn't the best show in the world, but the high opening match was Happy Birthday, Brody Lee Jr. They John Silver, his personality from BT is shining through on the main roster. They lit a cake and they sang Happy Birthday. Then Chaos Project and Angelico and Jack Evans interrupted and it turned out to be and it was the Dark Order which was Hangman Cole Cabana Hangman was going to reveal if he was going to be in the Dark Order at the end of the match uh, so Hangman Cole Cabana Silver and Reynolds versus TH2 and Chaos Project fantastic match Karen. so good and the ending was um, a a uh, where, where was it it was a fantastic there was Cabana put Luther's face into the cake, which was going to happen. There was a cake at the ramp. Uh, Silver, Reynolds, and uh, Hangman hit this combination that just ended a match. Serpentico got pinned. And Brody Lee hit Serpentico with a candlestick and called everyone idiots because he said his birthday was three days ago. That was cool. Um, but Silver got down on one knee and asked Paige if he was ready to, um, was ready to join the Dark Order. Uh, they all like did, did like they all had like he said yes and a lot of music come on, but Hangman was like, no, I can't, and he was like, you kind of rushed me into this, and like I've been burnt by groups before, and uh, he said it was fun hanging out, but like I don't think I could, I've been burnt before, and he went up and grabbed the really good touch. He grabbed the bottle of Jack Daniels off Stu Grayson at the top of the ramp, um, and I I read an article this week here, and that's per Hangman Page is portraying mental health per like mental health struggles perfectly in his character right now the little it, the little like idiosyncrasies of like grabbing the w- bottle of whiskey and saying like i've been burnt by my friends before and like trying to find comfort in other people but ultimately not trusting them enough mm. um interesting he's doing really really well at like this as we said every week he's doing some really good stuff and i can't wait for the payoff and can't wait for he's gonna they want it in front of the crowds they want him to fight Kenny Omega for the crowd so they're going to drag this out and he's going to go to like the rock rock bottom but he's done really good work about like portraying a depressed yeah depressed guy who just has a like the drinking and then the grabbing the way like yeah I, I just it's been fantastic and uh all the power to them the, then we had Cody versus Peter Avalon which is just strange uh they they're, they're building to this Cody and Shaq thing and I don't like it at all it's um, Jade Cargill showed up who's very green and shouldn't really be on uh, the mic um, then we had John Moxie getting back in the ring against Nick Camarado who looked like a like he is a 
huge man. You should just see him. He was a he's a Brody. What was Brody? Bruiser Brody, like lookalike. He's huge. Um, and uh, Moxley uh, won with the sleeper, and then he got on the mic and directed a promo Omega and said, uh, "When I win the AEW title, it will be sweet." Uh, and the main event of Beach Break is Kieran is John Moxley and Pack and Phoenix versus the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. So look forward to that. That'll be a great match. Uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy versus Top Fly and Matt Seidel ended with Private Party finally uh, fresh out winning the tag titles. Sorry, the number one contendership on Impact turned to the dark side and won by hitting, uh, won by uh, getting distracting the ref and hitting, um, hitting, who was it with the chair? I think it was Seidel. Uh, they hit Seidel with a chair and won and they kind of grinned, which means they're kind of turning to Hardy's uh, dark side. Um, so that's a cool, cool little... Uh, Hardy's done some great work with this, this team and, you know, Kieran, like with like with Matt Hardy involved, that the, a brain like that and an and experience like that, that can, that can be the only good thing for Pride Party. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, then we had the Miro and Chuck Taylor stuff where Chuck Taylor was the butler. Uh, Miro won his match. Uh, sorry, Penelope before won the match against Layla Hirsch. Um, but then uh, Chuck Taylor was dragged into the ring and forced to say to Orange Cassidy in the uh, audience that uh, Miro is now my best friend. So, oh, um, poor Orange Cassidy is being left alone at the moment. Um, and then, Kieran, we had MJF and Chris Jericho versus Santana and Ortiz versus Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager in the main event to crown the official tag team of the Inner Circle. This was solid, but Jericho, weekly Jericho run. He tried to do his lion salt and botched it completely. It was terrible. And uh, Kieran, do you remember you said, I really hope they don't win? Yeah. Jer- Jericho and MJF won um, with a handful of tights. Uh yeah, uh, it was a good match, but why are Santana and Ortiz not winning this match? I'll never know. Um, but yeah, I uh, NXT wins this week. Spoiler, but um, AEW was solid, but had it peaked at the start. Um, but Kieran NXT, there's only one place we can go. Finn Balor went to Regal's office and said, "Regal, I want Pete Dunne," and he was like, "You can have, you can have." Uh, I know you want Pete Dunne, but you're going to have to, like, you, you took a heavy beating last week. Uh, and he said, fine, I'll chop off the, uh, I'll get it to, I'll get the body before I chop off the head. Give me Lorcan and Birch. Um, and he said, uh, I'm not going to let you do that. You're going to have to find a tag partner. Skip forward. Balor enters the Undisputed Air locker room. And he goes up to them and he says, Kyle, uh, are you going to need a tag partner? And uh, he said, are you going to join me? Or are you going to keep drinking your meals through straws? And uh, Kyle said, yes, Kieran, we are getting Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly in a tag team match next week versus Oni Lorcan Ooh. and Donnie Birch. Ooh. That's Ooh. a match. That's a match. Balor and, oh, they, I really like that they've fully gone in on the whole Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor relationship and seeing how fantastic they are together. Yep. Uh, fully, fully, Fully on board with this. Uh, two loves of our lives coming together. Uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff beat Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory in the first round of Dusty Classic, uh, which was 
cool. I, I don't like the way, so fair enough. Uh, I don't like these this tag team kind of setup. Uh, so Karrion Cross uh, squashed Ashante the Adonis, which was expected. You know, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux ringside, he's gone on a tear. Um, Pete Dunn got a great promo on Finn Balor saying he's going to win. So we're looking like we're getting Pete Dunn versus Finn Balor at the Valentine's Day takeover, when I, uh, which is going to be interesting. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, Karrion Cross won. And uh, he, uh, Shanti Diodonis uh, and his tag partner were meant to be in the Dusty Classic. But after this, they got medically ruled out. And keep that in mind, Kieran, for the end of the show. Uh, because this was, I love the way they did this. Imperium versus Luch House Party, underrated match of the week. Fantastic match. And the Luch House Party beat Imperium to win and advance. Just two good tag teams. Like, Luch House Party, like, this rejuvenation on NXT is really, really good because Lince Dorado and Grand Metal League. Everyone forget, Kieran. Grandma the League was in the final of the Dusty of the, the Cruiserweight Classic. Like mm. everyone forgets this, which is just forty forty four TJP. Oh Jesus! Yeah, did he beat uh Kota Bushi was in the semis, and Zack Saber Junior was in the other yeah. semis. Those Mad. like both lost. That was mental. Mad, and now Bushi is God. Don't be past the time as well. He was, that was like post Golden Lovers, you know. You know they passed on God. Uh, so Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro defeated Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez to advance. I know they're a makeshift team, but Storm and Martinez, especially Martinez, got herself out of the uh, retribution shit. Um, like, oh, Io Shirai attacked Martinez at ringside. They're building to Martinez and Io Shirai. That makes more sense. I watched this match very late at night, so I didn't really catch everything. But Eo um, Shrine and Mercedes Martinez, fair play to for getting out of retribution stuff. And her and Eo I'll be happy with that. And uh, Bronson Reed beat Tyler, Tyler Rust. Bronson Reed beat Tyler Rust. Um, Tyler Rust is doing this whole thing with Malcolm Bivens. Um, so, yeah, so Finn Balor demanded a match and he agreed. Uh Drake Maverick was talking about him and MS, uh, him and Dane find MSK next week. Um, and Kieran, the fight pit, Thatcher against Champa, was a war. Uh, it was so fucking cool. It looks fucking awesome, doesn't it? It was amazing. I love this match. Both are so perfect for it. They just beat the crap out of each other and tore limb from limb. Um, Champa hit them with a low blow. Which just shows the desperation. Um, but the, did you see the finish? That could have gone ser- like serious. Like he trapped Champa's leg on the steel and used like a str- like like a, a torture rack stretch. It's called a stretch muffler to force mm. a tap out. And Champa's leg was in the steel and was caught badly. And the two stared at each other with a bit of respect to end the night. And Thatcher was two. Thatcher's two and zero in the fight pit. But Kieran. Uh, afterwards, uh, in the car park, Thatcher said Thatcher was having an interview and he walked away and he said, "Once I get feeling, my arm back will be back." Champa went up to him and said, um, "So uh, why didn't you break my leg?" And he said, "Respect." And he said, uh, "Tim, uh, there's now a did you see there's now a spot open in the Dusty Classic?" And Thatcher smiled. And this Friday, last Friday on Two O Five Live. Thatcher and Champa won their first round match. Thatcher and Champa are now advancing in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. And Kieran, 
that's how you tie a storyline together and I fucking love it because they're two murderers could you imagine being across the ring from the tag team of Tim Thatcher and Champa? yeah like, NXT, NXT doing well uh, two tournaments great main event angle Kyle and Finn being booked strong Karrion Cross looking well a good undercard man yeah. I didn't even know 205 Live was still going I haven't heard that name in so long Killian Dame was on 205 Live last week like that's <laughs> like that's I think they're just going to call it like a second. They're using it to kind of like get all the dusty classic in. Um, but like wrestling's in a good place at the moment. Like, like better than it has been for a while, yeah. Yeah, rum- the Rumble can't wait. Going to stay up, watch party, suffer on Monday for it. But first time watching a Rumble with people, like as in like, I've never been gone gone to like a bar and watched it, which is on my book a list. Love to go to a rumble at the at a bar. Like they do the party. There's an online party for um low blows, um that run events, and I'll probably what go on that for the pre-show. So yeah, Kieran, I'm very much looking forward to talking the rumble with me and you and Damien next week. But um, that was the weekend wrestling. Uh, what what do we? Any recommendation? Are we are we are we finished? With, are we going into recommendation zone? I think we are. Yeah. I suppose we're finished. Um, yeah, we're just gone over the armor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what have I watched this week? I watched Midnight Cowboy, which is a really interesting story. It's from late sixties, I think. Um, of a male prostitute in New York, um, who dresses well. Yeah, he dresses as a cowboy, um, and trying to make it. It's really good, really interesting. It has a song "Everybody's Talking," which also is in Borat and one episode of Futurama, and I love that song so much. Um. That's really all I've been watching this week. Buffy, I said earlier, and then I've been rewatching Mr. Robot, which is a, a fantastic show, but a vigilante hacker. Um, yeah. It's like a it's it's a bit of a Fight Club rip off at times, but it's great. What do you, what do you have to recommend, Ray? Um, I kind of I, I I mean I've been watching a lot of the ring like our boys. The Ringsiders have listened to their. They've got like f- interviews coming out every day out of their arse because they're just so busy and they have so many wrestlers being interviewed. Um, I've enjoyed their interviews with Mark Haskins and stuff like that. I've watched a lot of them this week. I've uh, done a few interviews of my own that are coming out soon. Um, can't wait to release those. Uh, I spoke to Jay Chris yesterday, one of the uh, free agents um, who left Impact Wrestling in June. Um, he's seen, he's very fired up for the. So you listen to that, um, and I, I yeah, I, okay. I'm gonna recommend a wrestling match. I, I spoke to Clay Klong or Clayton Long from Club Rock Shandy, Kieran. Uh, you love you love a bit of Club Rock Shandy. Uh, really? Fantastic Irish tag team. They were at what was the show we saw in August last year? Was it last year? Year before? Oh yeah, no, no they they debuted on OTT and like without any music and like uh, uh, they were also on a few Five Factory shows that you that you might have been at, Kieran. Um, but. The one, the match that they are the current Five Factory Tag Team Champions, mm. and they won it in a six-man tag. Uh, winner takes all with flamboyant Fabio versus Morden Hype at 29th of December 2019. It is an amazing match. Morden Hype are fantastic. He's fantastic. I'm actually speaking to LJ Cleary on the podcast in a few weeks, so I'll ask him about that match as well. Uh, I'll be speaking oh, to. LJ. Yeah, I'm looking forward to speaking to LJ Cleary. Um, and then I also spoke to Jesse, uh, who is a fantastic uh, friend of the podcast. Now she's um, uh, do she's working for uh, everywhere. She's doing a lot of good stuff in the wrestling world. Um, I haven't watched much this week, so I just wanted to kind of self indulge and promote what mm. what what I've been 
doing the last few days. Um, I've been, have I, have I, I've been watching anything else. It's been a busy week in terms of college, so um, yeah, like the I've, I've spoken a lot about just get out of the house. Uh, mental health is very important. Um, going to walk or run, I didn't ever think I could run, but I feel so good after them, even though my legs are in bits. Uh, and uh, yeah, like just like call a friend, <laughs> and like it's it, it's it's so simple. I've Clay Klong said it, and Jesse said it. If you're within social distancing parameters, go out and meet a friend at social distance and have a coffee or call a friend. It's so important at the moment because the lockdown's going to increase. There's a new, sadly, uh, it, there's a new variant in country, a lot of countries, and it's like the vaccine will take a while to kind of he, uh, heal the wounds of the of the country. I'm just like, just it's so important to keep your mental health in check, and like fresh air is a brilliant vehicle for that because um, you can get very Kieran, you can get. I I I don't know if you get you get this as well, but like you can get into a state, you can get into a rut of like sitting on the sofa for six hours and watching something and like not realizing the time gone by. One hundred percent. Everyone's doing it, man. Yeah, it's mad. Um, like just do just fresh air and like download like Jackbox. It's expensive, but like three packs is. 25 quid and like get a few friends and play them because like I've never laughed I've laughed so hard in my life playing it um like it's it's just the small things and just take care of yourself and take care of your friends um that's better than any film recommendation I can give this week uh yeah so yeah I think and uh R.I.P. Larry King um yeah that was sad yeah he passed away um he, I, I, I've never watched a lot of his stuff, but he was heavily involved with the WWE. Um, but as a big CNN presenter, uh, I saw Pierce, Pierce Morgan's tribute was terrible. Uh, he just talked about replacing him on CNN. Did you see that? Huh? No, I didn't. That's odd. He, he, he goes. He said, uh, "I replaced Larry on CNN," and he said that my show was like. Uh, driving around with your mother-in-law, and then he goes in brackets. Larry had. Eight, eight mother-in-law so he's somewhat of an expert I was just like oh Pierce um, but yeah no, a, a legend from what I can gather and uh, RIP but I think it's time to take it home mind yourself keep your head up and if you're listening if you're listening to this you're good skin so keep the head up and uh, get that me- keep that mental health in check skin the fuck is that right fuck off good skin I'm cool as we say at the end of every episode of the Horizon Podcast, um, wait, no, yeah, okay. I've been your host, Karen Brennan. With me as always, my co-host, Managing United Forgot Rain, and that's been Bocce Kieran. Shut up. And as we say at the end of every episode of the Horizon Podcast, you're good skin. Good skin, lads. You're good skin. Kieran doesn't know the lingo. Ugh. You're good crack. <laughs>